Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> bigger than ever. Stronger than ever. Forever. Rocky Logan. Yo Logan. Show Logan. Show. Yo, and Rocky, we about to make a Punky 3K. Transform an optimist or proper like bigger than gun down bodies so soccer like showing yo they hit the room the crowd blacked out can you feel the bone causing more chaos in the typhoon future fried wrestling serving you with a spoon Rapungi 3k 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 Rapungi 3k 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 Rapungi 3000 is on the way rock your show and yo what is up hello it is a Tuesday night 30 minutes earlier than usual, and I only say that because people are very attentive when they listen to these shows, and sometimes they'll be like, this sounded different, that sounded different. In fact, one of the people who does that is, is a special guest on the show this week. However, we're recording this on August the 11th. We are in week 492 of COVID-19. Time is, is, is a strange thing at this point. We don't even know. But my name is Greg DeMarco, and you are listening to The Greg DeMarco Show. You can follow me on social media at ChairShotGreg. You can also follow the website, which happens to be TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. At ChairShotMedia, as The Greg DeMarco Show is, of course, part of TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You can also follow those social media handles. Mine and the chair shots are at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So go out there, follow them, enjoy them. Uh, I don't do this show alone, as you know. And boy, do we have a good one prepared for you today. Usually, our good friend Patrick O'Dowd is with us. Fuck you, Pat! However, Patrick O'Dowd is a little under the, a late scratch, if you will. Game time decision for Patrick O'Dowd to uh, to not join the program. Look, he ate some pizza earlier today. This is a real story, by the way. He ate some pizza. You guys can unmute yourselves if you want to laugh at him. He, he, ate, he ate some pizza earlier today. And, yeah. uh, and, and the pizza basically came back to haunt him at some point and and ask me what I do if I ever have heartburn and indigestion. And honestly, I don't have it too often. Um, and I told him what I would do and he tried it and it seemed to work. And then, well, a little while later, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The pizza, let's just say the name of the pizza was Dave. Here's what the pizza did. Dave, it's me, Dave. Made a triumphant return in Patrick O'Dowd's life. And yeah, he's not going to be on the show because of it. So... That basically means we get to make fun of him and he can't defend himself, which is kind of like a normal week. However, just a little bit worse. But you can go follow him on social media at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. 
And there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. However, let's talk about people who are actually here. Like the other person who is normally on this show on a weekly basis, you know her by a multitude of nicknames, including the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, and other things that I may not be able to recall right now. The most important one is, of course, the queen of soft style. Hashtag Miranda. She is on social media at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda because she's not on Twitter, and therefore the number of characters is not a problem. That is, of course, Miranda Morales. Yeah, I show up to my jobs. Yes, plural. right. All of them. That's I'm right. here. Fuck you, Pat. Yes, this is going to get a lot of mileage out of that soundbite this week. <laughs> he's going to listen too. Like he won't listen normally because he's on the show, but he will listen to this one. He will listen right away to find it if we talked about. Yeah. Him. Well, because... we're we're having a great topic this week too, so I think he's going to be a little bummed he missed out. He, I mean, he knew about it. We talked about it last week, so. He, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he definitely knew about it. And that. we're never going to talk about it again. That's no, the thing. This is, this is a one and he's, done. This is a one night stand. He's going to want to, he's going to want to, um, chime in on it next week. And I'm going to be like, nope. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted to talk about the, the titles from last week. Nope. But I really, you know, I really felt like you guys left out. Damn it. I really want to talk about it. Fuck you, Pat. That's what's going to happen. That's exactly how it's going to go down next week and uh you know but then maybe just maybe he'll finally do this we'll find out i don't know someone will play the danger zone card and and it'll be the first part i assumed long ago can i can i is it like uno where i can use my danger zone to like block his danger zone so like i can that's like the house rules in uno um the danger zone is to force me to cover a topic so, but then I if know. I divert to another topic, I think you can do that. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, is, you know what? I'm not gonna make the decision. Super... I'm not gonna make the decision. Let's let our special guest make the, make the decision this week. Yes. He is actually the reason why this topic exists. It was a text conversation between the two of us. You know, it's funny. I mentioned text conversation. And this is something that, that, that Miranda and I have talked about before and Patrick and other people as well. You guys know me. You know that I keep a very small circle. I'm a big believer in keeping a small circle. I don't need to have lots of friends. I found that it's better if you don't. And and so when you're in the circle, then then you 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 communicate with Greg via text message. You don't have to use Messenger. You don't have to use you know Instagram DM. Like I have some people that communicate with me that way, and it's kind of like I'll see it when I see it sort of thing because I have all notifications off. Like I went through this back last last fall where I completely kind of cleansed myself of notifications and distractions and everything like that. Well, this person is on the phone. He he texts me. We text most days. He is is the the editor at large, managing editor, podcaster, king of Japan, everything else for the chairshot.com. He is at IWC Warchief on the Twitter, a Twitter account that I think he started because of me way back in the day. He is the reason that Rupongi 3K was the theme song for this week's show. It's Andrew Belaz. Dude, I like King of Japan. I need to kind of make that a thing. That that's a good I mean, one. I like. You know, I, I've been in a shirty kind of mood lately, so maybe oh, we can I get like, you. Maybe I like you how you're thinking, of- but yeah, I, I did also make the uh, the Twitter because of you and because of the move to the the chair shot from right. where we was from the. And yes. I figured that you know we needed the whole Twitter presence at that time. 
And, and, and there you yeah, go. I, I took never... the same kind of concept you did where I took a little bit of time off to decompress because Twitter is a cesspool, man. Yeah, why? that's why. That's why Miranda's the Twitterless heroine. Another nickname. Although, Miranda, there's a takeover coming up in a few weeks. And you know what that means. I know. When there's a takeover, Miranda takes over Twitter. But the cool thing is she then gets to log out and she gets to go away. And then I forget about it. And, and then I don't Twitter. have to suffer any consequences for anything that I put on Twitter, which is – part of the appeal i don't either to be honest with you like at this point there's no there's no consequences of 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 twitter anymore but that's a personal choice that i've made which is probably probably why and as a reminder there's no patrick o'dowd on the show this week watch out for keith just wanted to point that out and make sure everybody knows that he is not here this is my yard now Ooh, what's something that I could play that he would really want me to play and be upset that he wasn't here for? I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. I'll figure it out later. Oh, he likes this one. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Take the fish. So we have an exciting topic to talk about. We're going to get there. But first, this is where we usually talk about any updates in the world of chair shot media. Had a lot of big updates over recent weeks. This week with Andrew being here, I, I wanted to kind of bring it up because over the past couple of weeks and then this week, uh, thanks to another event that's starting up, we have had a severe uptick in our coverage of all things Japan. And, and we, uh, there's a million websites out there that cover the world of professional wrestling. It's something that we battle each and every day. But there's two things we do better than most. Number one, Impact Wrestling. And number two, Japan. And Andrew, just kind of give people a little little sense of what else going on in the world of Japan over at Ye Old Chair Shot. Well, over at Ye Old Chair Shot in, uh, you know, the king of Japan land, whatever we want to call it, um, Impact is also something I tend to do, but we're on Japan. So <laughs> Noah, had, Noah had a big show, which involved Keiji Muto in a double title match, which I will be covering soon when I'm not busy with the other big thing that Greg was alluding to is Stardom is having their five-star Grand Prix which is exactly like the Champion Carnival, the G1, that kind of concept. It just started last weekend, but the the drawback, per se, to Stardom's website is that they load up matches individually, so the entirety of the show isn't up for a couple days. So even though the show happened on the 8th, it wasn't fully uploaded to, like, the 10th. So... There, there's a little bit of a, a lag, not just for bandwidth and, and time to actually be able to cover it, but that's going to be going on for a month and a half. And then and, after and the so five how do you, Grand Prix. Let me jump in real quick. How do you, because okay. we cover the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix in a very specific way. Oh, uh, we do, because it's me and my good buddy, Matthew Sarpacone, and we each take a block and we cover the two blocks. We each take half, which makes the makes the uh, the weight a little easier to bear. And then we kind of do a joint effort to cover the finals. And this year, I was going to get to that when I was also bringing up the fact that Noah's N1 victory, New Japan's G1 Climax, and All Japan's Champion Carnival literally start at like the same fucking time this year. They're all starting like the second week of September, and they oh. go to the second week of October. So... I think at some point we just decided to give me, me and Matthew were talking and he's going to cover all Japan's champion carnival and I'm going to cover new Japan's G1 climax. And then we're going to kind of do a collaborative effort for the N1 victory. 
But yeah, so it's just going to be real busy, say two, three months for Japanese tournaments, Japanese coverage, and yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be a little little tired, little busy, <laughs> but it, it's worth it because it's fun and it, it's great stuff because. Japanese tournaments are a lot different than American tournaments, and honestly, nobody really does better than a Japanese promotion. This is such good shit. That is, uh, that's true. I mean, even as a, as a fan of American wrestling, like, that is very much true, and something that we, uh, we, we are, I love the fact that we cover so much of over at the chair shot, and, and very excited to see that continue and some of those things that are going to be on the line some of those championships we will talk about today as as we progress into the actual meat of the program but before we do that miranda morales i do believe it's time to sell some shirts that is right greg if you would like to get your own t-shirt that supports the chairshot.com you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and there you can find over 25 different varieties including a few new t-shirts that have been released over the past few weeks and again you can get them in different styles different colors different logos and there's really something there for everyone. And I said styles because, of course, you can get shirts in soft style. It is the best style you can get. I highly recommend it. You need to live your best life and get yourself a soft style T-shirt. T-shirts start at $19.99. And, again, lots of cool designs and logos. And they're all in the support of thechairshot.com. Uh, you can get things like the OG chair, t- chair shot T-shirt. Hashtag save tag team wrestling. Baron Corbin sucks. Uh, and of course, the queen of soft style t-shirt all available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Here comes the big dog. This is such good shit. All right. Now on to this week's topic that I alluded to. So a week ago. Andrew and I had a text exchange about the importance of championships, how they are viewed by all sorts of fans worldwide, and kind of how they'd be ranked. And and of course, that sparked my interest, and I thought it'd be a hell of a topic for us here on The Greg DeMarco Show. I teased it last week, maybe a little preview, and everybody was on board with it. Uh, And not to leave Andrew out, I invited him on to join us so we can hammer this out. And now... We are here. So what we're doing is we are developing a top 10, hopefully a top 10. You know, it kind of depends on time. We're 14 minutes into the show as we start this, but we don't have Patrick. So that's part of the show that's eliminated. Uh, But we don't have all night. But we want to develop a top 10 of the championships in professional wrestling. Now, you might be wondering, what kind of championships can we consider? Well, we're going to consider all of them. Uh, at least all of them that are currently active. So obvious ones like the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, AEW, NXT, Impact World Championship, and so on. Uh, you might ask yourself, what about women's championships? Well, if you've listened to this show or or the Hashtag Miranda show or a lot of the shows here at thechairshot.com, we're not always big fans of segregating those things. So uh, the championship is a championship for the purposes of this Exercise. So women's championships are going to to be in there uh, as as well as being under consideration. So how we're going to do this, uh, basically, we'll start at the top, right? We'll each nominate what we think should be number one. Uh, I would encourage us, since we don't have all night, don't nominate something just to nominate something. If we all nominate the same title for number one, great. Let's say why, and then we'll move on down the line to, to number two. So before we get started, 
I almost said Patrick and Miranda. Miranda and <laughs> Andrew, any questions, points of clarification, anything before we get going? Not really. No. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Active, and active. we just decide whatever we want to nominate. Basically, active yep. and everything. Yeah. So good. Yes. And then, I mean, because I don't know if you guys know this, this is the Greg DeMarco show. Um, so if there's any issues or whatever, I'll just make the decision and we'll move on. Because that's kind of how these things work. Anyway, so I'll get started. Um, we're, we're talking about, we're starting at the top of the list. We're not going to go from 10 down to 1. doesn't make sense. We're going to determine what's number 1 first and work our way down. I'm going to jump right in there and, and nominate for number 1. It, it's To me, it's hard to argue against it, although we might be able to. Um, globally, the most important wrestling championship in the world, to me, would be the WWE Championship, currently held by Drew McIntyre. So, for number one, I am going to go with WWE. Uh, Miranda, will let you say what you want to be number one. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. When you were first talking about starting with number one and going down, it was hard for me to uh, think of another title. Uh, and, and I guess there's maybe a few that others would think of, but when you're looking at the global presence, even the history, the prestige, you know, some of the most memorable wrestlers who've held this title, um, it just seems to me that it's, you know, the, the one that anybody would want to have and want to hold. Um, and it really helps define someone's career. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as goes WWE, so typically goes the world of professional wrestling. So there's a lot to be said that with that as well, Andrew, what do you think? Oh, well, you know, I'm going to argue this one. Yeah. I'm just going to start <laughs> writing the letters. I've done a tick for IWGP as number one. Mm-hmm. And, I've got a really easy point of argument that everybody knows and everybody's aware of. Even Hulk Hogan, when he was the WWF, said the IWGP championship was the more prestigious and the real championship. So, I mean, when the when the WWF poster boy, Mr. You know, Eat Your Vitamins, Say Your Prayers, is putting over Mudo and New Japan and saying their belt's better, hard to argue. Plus, prestige-wise and the names that have held that, are at the very least equivalent to the names in professional wrestling that held the WWE. You do remember, you do recall that Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, well, I just want to making my argument. Make better. sure you understand that oh, well, you so shall not hinder Jinder on this show, my friend. I'm not hindering him. There's whatsoever. <laughs> And look, it's not slander if it's true. So, hey, that's... go. Yes. So He has not held the title. He has not. So, with... So, here's that. And I'm actually going to agree with you on part of that. I would would be willing to agree that that actually is the most prestigious belt, the most prestigious championship in wrestling right now. I think that it still kind of has a mystique and aura about it that many championships don't have. Um, and, And some of it's because... We're primarily Western, and and so we we look at Japan still as as you know just in in uh, just in a certain way that we look at Japan the way we don't look at things over here in in the U.S. I would say it's the most prestigious. I wouldn't say it's the most important. If that well, makes any sense, that that's in a way that's semantics because it depends on exactly how you where your grading scale is, and I think that's kind of what started the whole 
yeah text conversation anyway it did because actually if you the, the whole text conversation started because evil dyed his hair silver yes. and started wearing a t-shirt and, and pants and i sent a picture over to andrew and i think i said here's the number three world champion in the world today you and. did. So I said, who the hell are the two above him in your opinion, Drew and Keith? And then you're like, who the hell's Keith? And I'm like, NXT. God damn it. Yeah, he was putting NXT <laughs> over it and not the Universal, which is a, a good point of contact. Uh, so, again, I don't want to argue it all night long, even though we could argue it all night long. And I have that song, by the way. But I'm not going to play it right now because this isn't the YouTube show. I can play music. Yeah, you can play. Um, like I was going to wear the Lionel Richie shirt tonight, by the way, but then Patrick had to call in sick. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ruin um, it all. Yeah, right. Damn it, Patrick O'Dowd. For the sake of time, I'm going to have to pull rank and say that the WWE Championship will be the most important in the world today. So, here's what I want to do with number two. Um, I definitely think the IWGP championship should be in that argument for number two. I also think (sighs) – I take that deep breath because sometimes you say things that you don't really believe in, and that's me right now, that the universal championship should also be in the argument for number two. Um, Uh, Miranda, any other championships that you would put in the argument for number two? I kind of think NXT. I feel like the NXT championship – is more important than the universal. I just, I don't take the universal seriously. I don't even think I'm going to have this universal on this top 10 list, to be honest. I feel like the, the going to the prestige, the lineage, the way that it's presented on, on TV, the NXT championship just carries more weight and more dominance in pro wrestling than, than uh, the universal. I do think, you know, that's the only other contender outside of this, but it is a hard, sell i think compared to the iwgp heavyweight championship okay andrew what do you think uh, I, I also agree completely with miranda that the universal is not really up there at all aside from being technically the number two or the 1a 1b bell it's mm-hmm. not it's not really it doesn't carry that weight it hasn't really sold a pay-per-view by itself it's not like anybody says i want to grow up and be universal champion now so I would honestly even put the Intercontinental belt above the Universal since we'll we're putting there. all active titles above, you know, mm-hmm. you know, eligible for this list. But if we're if we're going to speak purely world titles and you put WWE at number 1, which I actually had at number 2, so it's not like I'm just bearing WWE. Right. I IWGP I think should be second and even the Triple Crown is way more prestigious than the Universal cuz mm-hmm. regardless of all Japan's kind of fall the last decade or so, they still had a strong 20, 30 years in the 80s all the way up to the early 2000s where the biggest names in professional wrestling that we're all aware of, be it Misawa, Kobashi, Muda, you know, they all held that belt. So that even though it's fallen off, I guess, a little bit in visibility and prestige recently, it's still much higher up than the Universal. Yeah, and that's the thing. We do have to remember these are active as of today. Like we're not ranking them historically. We are ranking them today. However... I think there's a lot of validity and the lineage is still part of, of what a championship means today is so there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like, and you guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like we're in agreement that the IWGP heavyweight championship, just to clarify, would be number two. Yeah. Oh, since you pulled rank on one. Yes, technically. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that number one is off the table. Yes. 
All right. I'm just writing my list here, so give me a moment. All right. So what is number three? Miranda, I will let you put in oh, your first man. nomination for number three. Ooh, that gets a, a little hard. I kind of like Andrew's suggestion on the Intercontinental title. Um, again, going back to the, to the lineage and, and what it means in the world of professional wrestling, and it's been so kept within WWE and those who have um, who who've had that belt and what it means for their career to to move forward. Um, I think that that's that is always a sign when someone carries the Intercontinental belt. I don't know how much about it now but for sure in the past it was a sign that this is going to be the next person moving up the ranks um and i think even just when you see it when when people mention it you know that itself will help sell a, a match um more than some other titles um so i'm, I'm gonna just play devil's advocate in this and, and throw the intercontinental belt out there as an option okay first for so miranda's nomination for number three is the intercontinental and andrew what do you think? I'll support that one. Since okay. since I threw it out and she seemed to like it, I'm not going to go against what I said. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, just, just for the sake of argument, comparing the Intercontinental Championship and its importance today, 2020, to the NXT Championship and the AEW World Championship, where do you guys fall out? Oh, I would say that the Intercontinental and NXT are are pretty on par for me. That would be also the another one to me. It's kind of I I threw out the Intercontinental uh, with, I guess, the assumption that I also suggested the NXT championship. So I wouldn't be mad at either one. I'm not going to lie. AEW is going to be further down the list. It is only existed for a year and it's only had two champions. Um, So. Uh, it's not much of a lineage. I think it plays an important role now in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but in comparison to lots of other companies and belts, it's too soon. It's way too early to kind of place its importance on it. I, I just think that we just don't know enough about that title yet uh, to, to have it even, I think, even in the top five. Um, so I'm a little torn between Intercontinental and, and NXT because in some ways I feel like the NXT championship has kind of replaced what the Intercontinental championship used to do. Um, and so maybe in that sense, NXT is a little bit more important now. Uh, but I still believe that the, the Intercontinental championship has that, you know, prestige and importance within the history of pro wrestling that, you know, it, it deserves a pretty high spot. In a lot of ways, the Intercontinental Championship is a third world title in WWE. Like, and, and I think WWE thinks of, I don't know if they think of the U.S. as a world title, but I really do think they put that Intercontinental at, at that level um, and, and definitely put it up there as, as high as they can. Um, the NXT, I think you're right, has in a lot of ways replaced the Intercontinental Championship as that predictor of the future. As, as we used to think of the Intercontinental Championship as. Um, and I think there's arguments on the side of both. Andrew, uh, first of all, do you agree that AEW doesn't belong this high? And then if so, would you stick with IC over NXT? I do agree that AEW doesn't belong this high because of the similar arguments that Miranda made about no real lineage. The company's been around a year just because, you know, the IWC and Twitter seems to like it. It doesn't really make it you know, important like that. That's a little ridiculous. But uh, 
I see in NXT that that's really that's tough because as much as you could argue that you know people people like Bo Dallas held the NXT championship, but then you can turn around and be like, oh well, remember Curtis Axel's run as Intercontinental right? Champion? Exactly. Yeah, no one. Yeah, does. yeah, so that's true. It, it, it they play a very similar role, and I think NXT has that visibility as being bigger now just because it's become more of a focus from WWE programming. Like it became a third brand. More people are watching it. More people are paying attention. There's more crossover. I'm not really going to argue regardless if it's IC or NXT because I think they're about equal. Right. But I, I would still personally give IC the slight edge just because of history. Mm-hmm. And I'm down. Like, I have no reason to argue against that with either of you guys. So I am putting the Intercontinental Championship number three on the list. So WWE Championship number one, IWGP Heavyweight Championship number two, Intercontinental Championship number three. Now, we have been talking at length about the NXT Championship for a while now. And so I'm going to pose this question to both of you. Should can at, At number four, is it NXT or is it something else? Andrew. NXT. Miranda? Yeah, I think with the exact conversation we were just saying, they're so neck and neck, and and I agree with Andrew's analysis that, uh, you know, I think with the lineage and length of the IC title, it has a bit more history, Um, but we're, we're already seeing the NXT championship take a lot of the, the roles and responsibilities that the Intercontinental title used to have. So uh, who knows in even a few years uh, if we were to do this again, if this would switch. Because I think at that point it would be enough within the NXT Championship. And, and unfortunately it doesn't seem like there's that much uh, changing with the IC title. Uh, I feel like, you know, it, it there hasn't been someone in a while that made it that held it that made it feel that special so um i I could see this changing within a you know a few years but from the conversation we had right now i think that placement is just right plus i mean we did just come off of the legendary 403 day reign and so for him it was a stepping stone to wrestling pat mcafee which you know I'm on, I'm on board with 100%, so I got no no arguments there. Yeah, you so, know it's. <laughs> he'll need a stepping stone or a step stool to wrestle Pat McAfee. So oh come good. on good now! Uh... No, no, we're gonna we're gonna do the size thing now. Fuck you, Pat. That's there right. we Poor go. Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole. All right, number five. So we have eliminated WWE, IWGP Heavyweight, Intercontinental. NXT Championship. Kind of have a clean slate right now as we dig into number five on the list. Andrew, what would you nominate for our consideration for number five? Okay. So since uh, you like to pose a couple of them, so instead of just saying one, I guess the two that would come to mind for five for me would be one I already mentioned a little bit with the Triple Crown from All Japan or the NWA World Championship. Because we did see a little bit of a resurgence with, with you know, Billy Corrigan, Nick Aldis, and that whole touring title. And that whole thing kind of brought the prestige, the old feelings of the territory, the, oh, yeah, that's right. This is an important belt. Oh, yeah, this person held at this. So it, it did kind of make it interesting again before the pandemic hit. So I, I guess if I were to throw two, two kind of cards in the pool right there, it would be Triple Crown or NWA. Okay. 
Miranda, what would you toss out there for number five? Oh, my gosh. Uh, those are really good choices. I kind of even slipped on, on the NWA just because I hadn't seen it in, in a while. Well, um, there might be a but I, point to that. Yes, yes. Um, I kind of wanted to throw in one of the women's titles. Um, and I was part of me thinking more either NXT or Raw, to be honest. Um, even though the SmackDown, women's SmackDown titles been around that, that much longer than the Raw one. Um, and there's still been a, a great lineage of, of both. I kind of think that the Raw women's championships have had a little bit more depth um, in storyline and title matches. Um, and again, too, with NXT, the women's title, it really has been a, a, a true stepping stone for uh a lot of the female wrestlers within the company that's led to them being revolutionary within the whole sport of pro wrestling. I mean, I, I think that, you know, with the NXT uh, women's title with, you know, Sasha and Bailey and the four horsewomen in general, um, and even the, the matches we've seen, the dominance of Asuka, you know, they were all very fundamental in, and even, you know, Paige and, and Emma in that, in that first, um, match you know how it really was a, a huge stepping stone for the women's uh, evolution to to grow and progress um i think that you know when someone has the nxt women's championship it truly is uh something monumental in their career so uh, i'm gonna throw that out there i will say card. this the the raw women's championship has been around longer than the smackdown women's championship because that's the belt that was that charlotte won at wrestlemania 32 over sasha mm -hmm. banks and Becky Lynch, that became the raw one. They eventually introduced the SmackDown one. Um, and maybe you can trace it back to the Divas. Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. That's definitely not going to be on the list, the Divas Championship. So we've got four that you guys suggested. And I'm not going to add a suggestion to that list. I can't argue honestly against – I can't put one above these. Uh, the Triple Crown, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, the NXT Women's Championship. So here's what I'm going to ask you guys. If you could take one of those three away from consideration, which one would you take away, Andrew? If I were to take one away, mm -hmm. it would be the Raw, the Raw Women's. Okay. Mainly because of the simple fact that I'm pretty sure that doesn't continue the old women's title uh, legacy because they kind of went women's divas, then they right. redid women's, and then women's became Raw. So women's did become raw. It, so women's it's, it's was kind of the belt to, of the evolution, though. Oh, I'm, I'm just to me, it's it's hard to really validate that title when you can't really go back that far because they wanted to make these very, very obvious hard stops, these barricades. That oh no, at this point it was divas. At this point it was this. So it's like it kind of starts with Charlotte, and then that's what five or six years. So I I would get rid of the raw title. Okay. Miranda, which one would you get rid of? No, I actually agree. I think I really sold myself on the NXT Women's Championship more after talking about that. Uh, so I actually agree. I'd probably, you know, take take that off the list. In all honesty, I would take the NWA World Heavyweight Championship out of consideration for mm. number five. While that championship has a tremendous lineage and, and tremendous importance, it hasn't meant shit in the past 20 years. Like, let's be honest here. And you know I love Adam Pierce, And Adam Pierce held that thing and wore it like a champ. And and even right now, like, Nick Aldis can pretend it matters, but it, it doesn't. Like, it just really doesn't. To me, it doesn't hold a candle to any of the three that we have listed along with it in this day and age. 
it just I think we look at it in a way and, and, and we, you know, we have these fond memories of Ric Flair and Harley Race and even, you know, things that, that came out of it since then and, and, and Sting's battle for it and everything else. But it, it's that's not what we're looking at these days. That's not what's being defended. Like that lineage got absorbed into the WWE. And and now it's like I feel, sometimes I feel and I've said this before. Sometimes I feel like Nick Aldis is doing a Ric Flair impersonation as champion, almost holding a replica championship. And, oh. and so they've got to do more work to reestablish it now. And a year from now, maybe, although they're going the weekly pay-per-view model, which really worries me because we know how well that's worked for a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other topic. So I would eliminate the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship from the list, which would leave us with the Triple Crown and the NXT Women's Championship. So in the in the perspective of pro wrestling, the entire world of pro wrestling, everyone, um, which one of those two is more important today? And I purposely didn't call on somebody. Yeah. I want to see who John. Oh yeah, I, I noticed that you you just kind of wanted someone to speak up and make a decision and start. I want to see, yeah, because yeah. that tells me. That I that's I don't know. This will be one we have a standstill on because I'm still stuck on on the NXT Women's Championship. I just, as far as the importance today and, and what it means for wrestling as as a whole. Uh, and, and especially women's wrestling, the way that it's presented on TV, it is a little bit more frequent. And maybe that's also why uh, it, it's really resonating with me. Um, but, you know, it, it also I, I know it can be a tough comparison because it, it is also fairly different than the Triple Crown. So, I mean, it, it is comparing apples and oranges. No, that That's a fair point. It is. It is a lot like comparing apples and oranges. It is. And I guess visibility and recency bias would leave it to more NXT than Triple Crown because, as I did say, All Japan has been on a little bit of a downturn the last five to ten years, so they're not exactly as visible as they once were or being able to land like the bigger names, even for just a Papa rating kind of kind of title run. So, because uh, uh, you said what's more important today I guess uh, the the better portion of fans, be it internet or casual or hardcore, would probably have more stock in the NXT Women's Championship than the Triple Crown. So if we put the NXT Women's Championship at number five, that brings us to number six. And obviously we still have the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. And Andrew, I'll ask you this. What's more important in, in the world of wrestling today? The All Japan Triple Crown Championship or the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Ooh. That's that's interesting cuz honestly I would have probably said the IWGP prior to this year. Right. Cuz I feel like the whole double title and kind of giving them no real identity apart from one another mm-hmm. and basically just making this smosh of two straps of crap like it, it's really it's it's killed the intercontinental for it is literally just a title in name and there's nothing to that anymore and that sucks because you know mvp was the first champion and he won the the, the tournament and he he in started a, that Nakamura in a gymnasium in new map. jersey uh-huh but i'm just saying nakamura put it on the map and then we've seen a lot of people from tanahashi and everybody hold that title but 
it's it's been dead this whole year and it's it's hard to put that over just because of how poorly it was handled this year and it was handled a little poorly up until Nakamura's resurgence and then it was kind of weird when Nakamura left and Kenny right. Omega, Michael Elgin, Tanahashi held it. It was it was in a weird spot. So it hasn't always held water, so to speak. So I, I'd still say the triple crown is above that, if not just barely because of how it's been handled lately. Now, with with the triple crown, Miranda, and some of the stuff that you cover, is that held in higher regard than, say, the Raw Women's Championship or than, say, something like the AAA Mega Championship? What was the last one you did? Triple? Triple A. Oh, triple yeah. A. Yes. Oh, man. That's. See, I know what I'm doing. I sometimes yeah, pretend like I yeah, don't know, I know what, what you're, doing, what you're trying to set up here. Shit. You're trying to start World War Three, Greg. This is what they're going to, to collect. You ask a Latino, you know, to, to represent their titles. And, and we fight for it, you know. I think it's so hard. You know, I, in some ways, would remove the, the Raw Women's Championship out of this. And then you're, yeah, left with IWGP, uh, the AAA Mega Championship, and the and the Triple Crown, the All Japan Triple Crown. And that's tough. That is, that's a tough conversation. Because uh, they used to have their own lineage. Uh, and, and I think, too, I mean, you have to, like Andrew mentioned, recency bias is kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more, I think more, at least to casual fans and, and people who are more familiar with, uh, uh, pro wrestling who are probably more familiar with the list of IWGP intercontinental champions than they are with AAA and all Japan champions. So, uh, and I think that that does help set up where a lot of these people have, have gone. Um, I think AAA, I mean, has had a, a lot of good champions um and i believe kenny's still the the listed champion um jeff but again i don't think i yeah jeff jared i you know uh, hey that actually happened i'm not being i know it did no i know (laughs) can can we not like (laughs) i'm just bringing it up that's how that one works (laughs) oh man so I guess I'm leaning a little bit more towards the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Okay. So I would probably pick of those three, the Triple A Mega Championship, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and the Triple Crown. I'm torn. I'm torn between the Intercontinental and the Triple Crown because of what's happened to the Intercontinental recently and the history associated with the Triple Crown. Because like I said, lineage and history does still matter. And, and, and all Japan still has a following. Um, Andrew, how would you categorize all Japan's following in Japan? Like what level would that be in the U S by comparison? Is it, is it ring of honor? Is it impact wrestling? Is it AEW? How would you, where would you slot all Japan's following in Japan? What would be the comparable company in the U S? Probably. Hmm. Okay, well, I think that this comes down to perspective for the U.S. companies, and I'm, I'm going to toss that back to you and Miranda. What do you think draws better, ROH or MLW currently? Mm. I'd say, honestly, I'd say they're the same. Yeah. I really would. That That's why I'm – because it's, it's about at that level. Like, it, it's how yeah. the mighty have fallen in Japan because <laughs> so I guess the impact impact level would be Noah. 
So like okay. the GHC title, which, you know, I know you're a little bit aware of that because mm-hmm. that had a, their nice partnership with ROH when you and Patrick were big into ROH and stuff like that. So you saw a little more of them. But All Japan, like, it's, it's how the mighty have fallen. But as you said, it's still the history, the prestige. It still means something. And hell, Johnny Swinger still gets a pop out of every time he says, you know, Giant Bob and used to tell him to watch the balls or whatever it was. And you you can't drop Giant Baba without knowing all Japan. So let's do this. Uh, If we let you pick, Andrew, would you pick the IWGP Intercontinental or the All Japan Triple Crown? Triple Crown. All right. Then that's number six. And now it's silent as I write All Japan Triple Crown on my list. Which brings us to number six. Now, we have been talking about the Raw Women's Championship, the AAA Mega Championship, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. All have been championships that we have talked about as part of this exercise. We also have a championship like the AEW World Championship, which is the number two company in the United States of America today. So I'm going to throw that on the list. So we've got so NWA Raw Women's AAA Mega Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and AEW World Champ or yeah World Championship. Miranda, which one would you put first in terms of importance in wrestling today? Uh, out of all of the ones you just said, all five of them, yeah. All five. I'm trying to remember all of them. Oh my gosh. I kind of, I mean, just like we've been kind of doing when we're so close in comparison with two, it's the one that we don't pick seems to be kind of the next one. So I'm kind of leaning towards the IWGP uh, Intercontinental uh, Championship. It just kind of makes sense. Um, and then maybe after that, even Triple A. I mean, that, that, the Mega Championship hasn't been around for that long either, even though it feels like it. Um, uh, so in, in some ways, I'm glad that the Triple Crown was there. It was, you know, put in front because uh, it has such a, a longer lineage. Um, but even then, I feel like as far as the importance and, and like what has headlined a WrestleMania, per se, and, and what's headlined pay-per-views, uh, you know, and, and, and really helped start a movement is the, the, the Raw Women's Championship. But I don't know. I'm now talking myself I'm talking myself into uh, work at this point. I don't know when I'm, I'm just I'm just talking to myself my thoughts everyone this is literally what i do all the time i'm just, Let I'm just me supporting jump in this. here real jump quick. miranda yes. since you're talking yourself in circles with the raw women's what would you say is more important not only to wrestling but to the the women's revolution or the women's wrestling movement the raw women's or the knockouts championship because the knockouts put on a lot of good matches way before WWE was ever getting out of the pudding patch with the, you know, brawn panties matches and evening gown matches. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a really good point because as you mentioned too, with the, the raw women's championship was kind of their stop gaps with that. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I guess that, if we're not iterating the women's championship, the original or not the original, but the one that they did before they did the brand split um, and, and solely still doing raw. But I, you know what, though, I feel like even though the knockouts did put some great matches in general, 
the prestige that the company has really put on the Raw Women's Championship over what Impact did with the Knockouts Championship, I don't know. That, to me, has some weight to it. Um, I feel like it's taken a lot more seriously. And uh, But I do, in general, think that the Knockouts division was just very underappreciated and, and undervalued by Impact and professional wrestling for such a long time. Um, so it, in hindsight, too, I could see it being fairly important but i i gotta put a little bit of the edge on the raw women's championship just because of where it's it's been on you know multiple shows in the card and, and you know the the placement that it's had currently in pro wrestling and i agree i, I would put the raw women's championship over the impact knockouts championship even though it kind of started that road it's like imagine if a company was paving a road and then completely just like abandoned the job and another company had to come in and finish paving that road. That's the Raw Women's Championship. Like it paved all Did the Did you ways. ever live in New Jersey, Greg? Because that happens constantly. <laughs> I, 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 going between Virginia and, and New York, I definitely was on that turnpike of plenty. So, um, okay. So you understand. I do. You understand. just described New Jersey. So right? that's exactly. happened. It's still um, livable. Come on. And the Raw Women's Championship was crowned in front of 100,000 people at WrestleMania 32 and main event in front of 90,000 people at WrestleMania 35. Yeah, the SmackDown one was thrown in there like the week before, but that build was all about the Raw Women's Championship and, and Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. Um, so I guess my question at number seven is, would we put anything in there on top of the Raw Women's Championship? Would we put the, the the Mega Championship or the IWGP Championship or the AEW World Championship above that Raw Women's Championship? I think you can make an argument, honestly, between the AEW World Championship and the Raw Women's Championship because it is the number two promotion in America and it is on TNT and it is that size. I don't know, but again, there's only been two champions. Like, that's literally a yeah. sample size. Like, you're judging a whole you know, a cup of yogurt based off of a little sample cup. And but I, you that's know, only because AEW great. doesn't have Charlotte <laughs> Flair to hold it 12 times. That's the only reason why. Uh, I, I think if we were looking, since we're, we're very close on raw and intercontinental, cause I know Miranda brought up the argument yeah. that we were talking about intercontinental for six or seven. Why wouldn't it be a, you know, that kind of thing. Right. <sighs> You know, you, you've you've talked me into it, mostly because of quarantine and the fact that every title has to be on every fucking show for like you know three out of five days of the week. But I, I think the Raw Women's has probably swayed a little more people than the Intercontinental. So I think I would probably put it Raw Women's than Intercontinental. Okay, so Raw yeah. Women's at number seven. <laughs> IWGP Intercontinental Championship at number eight. Miranda, is there anything that you would want above the IWGP Intercontinental Championship? No, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's a solid placement. All right. So now we got two more spots. Ooh. Number nine and number 10. So... Clean slate once again. Andrew, what would you put out there for number nine? Ooh, for nine. Or the way we've been doing it the last couple, let's say nine or ten. Um, yep. 
Yeah, basically, since we we've already them together. we've kind of already got AEW and Universal sort of in the kitty still because we've talked about it and then kind of dismissed it. I will throw the GHC Heavyweight Championship into the mix, and for recency bias reasons, not only has Noah seen an uptick in things the last two years when they went through management changes, they're now going to be getting a branding change, which you even saw on your, your Twitter, Greg, mm-hmm. about the whole cyber fight situation where DDT and Noah are going to be kind of under the same name, but they're still going to be separate entities. So it's getting a bigger, it's getting a bigger platform and yeah. cyber cyber agent, which is the, the parent company to the whole cyber fight situation does want to run a Tokyo dome show. And they ran against new Japan's Tokyo dome shows on the fourth and fifth when they uh when they ran Corican Hall and they drew really well there too, especially comparatively that it was against New Japan. So given lineage, prestige, and a surge in visibility and hype, I guess I'll throw GHC in for at least rounding out the top ten, be it nine or ten. Okay. Miranda, putting the GHC championship aside I know we've talked at length about the AEW championship and as Lenny's only been two champions. Can we leave that title out of the top 10 completely given this platform uh, that it's on today? I mean, I, I'm sure we could, to be honest, because yeah, right. even Andrew's talking about titles. I, I'm not familiar with a lot of Japanese wrestling, so we could, there's Which probably like five more titles he could throw in there. We could absolutely leave it out of there. <laughs> And we haven't even talked about, you know, all the other titles. All, all What's crazy? You know, around, I'm just going to jump in real quick. Around the world, yeah. What's crazy you know, is there and, are literally podcasts out there that would have the AEW championship at fucking number one. Like, uh, we're not that podcast. Look. No. Yeah, no. Not that podcast. No. But they there there are ones that would. There are literally ones yeah. that would. Yeah, I think you have a Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid Man meme for that, don't you, Greg? Uh, I got to find oh, yeah. those in a long time. Yes, thank you. I got to bust those out. Drinking the Kool-Aid. I would even oh man, I no, I'm not no because I basically I'll just say it right now. I feel like the company is too big and on too big of a platform to not be in the top ten. I mean they don't even have their champion on TV every week. But that's uh, I mean, we we argued about you know, championships like the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. That thing was never on TV. So Well, it was when they had power. Well, you yeah, know, I'm talking about least, back in the day. I mean, it was on it was on TNA because it was NWA TNA right. for a while, so th- that at least mm-hmm. covers a couple years. But so, yeah, I mean, I get I get what you're saying that it yeah. is technically we're talking about today. Company, um, but he's hyped for it or that kind of thing. But does does hype really resonate? Like you know, I mean, th- they this is deviating slightly. But you know, I'm, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I was before Tom Brady. <laughs> but now that I got Brady, now everybody loves Tampa. Everybody <laughs> thinks they're going to go to Super Bowl. They think Gronk's going to dominate. They're going to get two rings as a two-year deal, and then he's going to be out, and he's going to have eight rings. He's going to look like God. No, I don't buy into that shit. <laughs> Come on, temper your expectations a little bit. Like, wait and see. And that's kind of where I'm still at with AEW. It's like, mm-hmm. Le, Le Champion was fine, but now he's just a babbling old psychopath who just talks Whoa. about how his shirt gets more orange and, you know, he's kind of ridiculous. Moxley's barely on TV because he's catching Canadian Corona or whatever the hell it is. And then, or he's just not around. So, 
it, it's hard to take that company seriously. Like I've tried to give it a, a give it a shot, and I've given some of their shows good reviews, but they're just too inconsistent for me to give a shit about any title on that show. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of ways. Yes. No. I'm, look, like, literally, like, how can we rank? And I know importance. So we talked. We tried to distinguish prestige versus importance. So yep. I get where you're coming from because they are the number two company. Um, but it's a very short lineage. It's a very short history. So it's literally taking a very small sample size compared to all other belts that we've talked about that have been in existence for at least a year that have had some kind of important placement. It has had some, you know, it has had. Um, and even then, I, I kind of do feel like going through and having Jericho as your first champion was a really good decision. And I think he added something to that title. I, I'm still very unsure about what Moxley's role is in a, all of this and, and what his legacy will be with this championship. I think a lot of that has been impacted by COVID as well. Maybe I'd feel differently if, you know, the world hadn't stopped and, you know, the way that they presented their championship, just like Andrew mentioned, it's, it's just not very consistent. So it's, it's a lot harder for me to add that value, at least in this current top 10, when it's such a small size for such a short amount of time. Um, it's, it's just it's it's a hard sell for me compared to some of the other titles that we've we've been talking about. And it goes back to the fan base. Absolutely. There's fans who probably would put this at number one or number two. Um but at the same time, you're literally then uh, putting belts that have been in existence, you know, anywhere from five years to 30 years uh, compared to a belt that's only been around for less than a year now. Plus, also, Greg, because I know you've, you've loved hitting home that point of they're the number two company in America. Dude, that's a low bar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> biggest biggest country in the world that's true that's that's i mean like who else is like there really hasn't really been a, a solid number two anyway so, was know. number two up until 2019 when the bucks and yeah. omega and we haven't even talked about that title like that's how the mighty have fallen we haven't even brought that <laughs> one up so um so then what so say we don't put the AEW world championship in nine or ten and we've got the ghc heavyweight championship um, global honored crown for anybody who's listening and doesn't know what that stands for. What would you, you put? Greg. What's that? I said, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you knew that. <laughs> I sat there. I listened to, to Bobby Cruz announce that the global honored crown and read the whole decree before Loki defended the, or challenged Kenta for the junior heavyweight championship. Um, nice. What else would we put at, at, at nine and 10 Miranda? What else would you mm. put if you put something along with, or even in place of, the GHC. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I just got a note here, and I don't know if Patrick would have done this. I'm just kind of gloating that he's not here. We have no tag titles on this We damn list. sure don't, and nor should we. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, no WWE titles, tag titles, absolutely No one's tag not. titles are important enough to be on this list. Like, in all honesty, like, the AEW tag team titles are... Uh, a joke and a lot. I mean, honestly, that might be the best championship in AEW or even the TNT. Like 
I know Again, people love as, to hate. As Andrew said, low bar. Yeah. Low bar. People love to hate on the Their fact that Hangman. Their tag titles are put, held by people that are not tag, an actual tag team. They actually are. If you I watch their matches, that. they actually are an actual tag team. They wrestle like an actual tag team. And it's one of the more compelling storylines on the entire show. Um, Raw, fans, SmackDown, no. <laughs> NXT Tag Team Championships, maybe. No, it hasn't been for a while. I would say maybe back several years ago, but not. not well, I don't know. I do love Imperium. Damn it. And I mean, uh, but I haven't done much with them, though. I'm yeah. most of their stock in the UK. Like, mm-hmm. I, I agree with where you were going with your thought when it was DIY, Revival, Authors of Pain, like that era. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. really good and that was really hot. And then you could have made an argument then. But. I mean, how many times can Yui hold the title before it gets stale and then they randomly throw, like, what, Rick Ricochet and Riddle together at some point to try to challenge for it? Or, you know, then the Viking Raiders right. held it, but then they just dropped it because they didn't want to lose in NXT and then they come up and that was an experience, right? <laughs> Which I hated. Like, they definitely should have dropped it to the Street Profits, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other conversation. So... So what we so what else we got? What else do we want to put? Oh, man. We, we have other Can ones. Can I that pass? I don't know. I'm now I'm now like evaluating all these things. I guess there's things that I know I, I don't want on there, but it's hard for me to narrow in as to ones I, I think should be on there. You have a cute niche promotion that you just want to throw out there just for a name drop? Because you know, me being the king of Japan, I had to bring up everything except Dragon Gates open the Dream Gate title um, because I know. I mean, the only one that. that I would throw out there that that you even mentioned earlier is you know, and, and let's even compare. Like we brought up the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. What about MLW? And honestly, what's more important, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship or the MLW Championship? Or the MLW? What was it? National, National Open Openweight, the one that Hammerstone holds. That he's There's actually that one. taken to Japan. And in a lot of I, – I feel like that's presented as more important, but that could just be my timeline because I know these people. So that is another – I mean I've literally booked. Yeah, they're like a, I was going to say if we don't say that open weight, we may get in trouble. So we may just have to just throw that in there so we can well, – We've said it. So <laughs> there you go. Let's we've said it. Alexander Hammerstone is at least number 10. Whatever titles he holds, number 10. <laughs> Greg, we may have to put him on this list just for our own safety. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Is that bigger than the Impact World Championship? I don't know. You know? I know. I, I was tempted to either either list the Impact World or X Division, but I do feel like both of them have lost their luster. I feel that the Impact World Championship is coming back up. Um, now it has, you know, a new champion who's actively defending it weekly. Yes. I Capri's, think that when Tessa point that out. Uh-huh. In Capri's, just want to point that out. Yo, fat, you know, I mean, oh. I, is it Capri's? I think it's like Jorts. It's like if Jorts and Capri's had a baby. like. Yeah, because it's tight on the knees. I do get it. It's not Jorts because it's not expanded at the knees. So honestly, the I fact that we're you. having this conversation just took the Impact World Championship off the list. <laughs> this conversation is like at the nine point we're just like let's discuss George capris flood pants whatever you want to call them you know yeah that's it's off the list at this point oh my goodness here's the sad part we're having a hard time filling nine and ten like that tells you that there's a significant drop off 
in these championships? Because what about the SmackDown Women's Championship? What about the United States Championship? Like, how do these compare to MLW, to the GHC? Like, like you know, where do these fall in to the Impact Championship, to the Ring of Honor World Championship? Like, it's it's, it's like almost like a big group at this point, and we got to pick the best two. I mean, I do think as much as Ring of Honor have kind of dropped off, I do think that they were trying to peak back up before the pandemic hit. Um, so they were they were doing a bit of a resurgence. Um, it's hard to gauge it now, but um, and, and I know that Roosh was you know someone I, I probably a lot of people didn't expect, but I, I think that with him, you know, it was doing its its purpose with that title and really elevating new stars. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the roster is really talented. It has a, a really good lineage. So, uh, you know, I would throw that out there, but more based off of everything they were just trying to do before the world went to shit. Um, and lineage. And maybe not you know, over we the talked past about years. Lineage. I mean, there's a, a laundry list of future WWE Hall of Famers that have held the Ring of Honor World Championship. I mean, there's also a laundry list that have held the TNA title, too. Yeah, it's true. I mean, half of WWE's current roster is TNA. (laughs) And it's also Ring of Honor. And there's a lot of overlap between those two as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting to look at, which might just completely eliminate both of them from consideration. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's easier to pick the ones that aren't going to be eight or nine. I don't know. I just, you know, I would imagine... I Same would right. imagine that ROH maybe has a little bit more edge with with uh, Greg because you know Adam Cole's held it Damn several right times. You held it what, three times, right, Greg? So is Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Regardless, people think of him. Yeah, and but ROH also and, put the belt on Taven and a fifty-one-year-old Frankenstein at some point in the last year. So and like, Jerry Lynn, another fifty-one-year-old yeah, Frankenstein. So, I mean, but PCO's ring wasn't that long. I was going to say bad. No, it was know, a novelty bad, ring. It was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like I mean, I, you were looking for the word long, bad, crap. Both. <laughs> you know, pick, pick, pick your point. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. Um, I, And look what they, I mean, Ring of Honor really shit the bed in Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, it's, it's just tough. Yes, I was there. It's <laughs> tough. I know. All right. So here's what I'm going to ask you guys, because we can do this forever. What would you put? Nine and ten. What would you put? Which two? You don't have to put them in order yet. Just which two? Andrew. GHC and Universal. Okay. Miranda. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do ROH and uh, go back to the AAA Mega. Okay. I would put GHC and AEW. <laughs> so... The only one that has been said twice is the GHC. So at that point, the GHC Heavyweight Championship is going to be number nine. So that leaves us with the Universal, the ROH, the AAA, and the AEW. All have been mentioned for number 10. So let's go back. So Andrew, kick one off the list. Which one would you take off the list of those four? I mean... I, I would take the AEW okay. off the list. Miranda, which one would you take off the list? Uh, also AEW. All right, so we'll take it off the list. So we got the Universal, the ROH, and the Triple A. If you force me to choose between the three, I would honestly pick the Ring of Honor World Championship because of lineage over the other one. Yeah. 
Miranda, what would you pick? I no, I agree. I I absolutely agree. Uh, if it wasn't the AEW Championship, it was going to be the Universal to get out. And uh, yeah, I think as far as lineage uh, and you know uh, even just the length, the Mega Triple A Mega Championship is only from what two thousand seven, uh, and uh, ROH is. 2002 so mm-hmm. i mean even just for that extra length but the the more familiarity uh, and presence of those who've won the ring of honor uh world championship it's it's hard to deny that so andrew universal over roh would you fight for it oh no i'm not gonna fight for that i'm just happy there's what four japanese belts on the list so fuck mm-hmm. i feel like i did my job i'm gonna you know just he dust did. my hands off i'm good we're, we're have a nice day <laughs> Okay, so then it is official. The Ring of Honor World Championship is the number 10 championship on this list. So just to recap for everyone, as it has been an hour and 10 minutes, for the whole show, not for this exercise. We actually did this exercise in pretty good time. <laughs> if Patrick were here, we'd still be on number three. Um, we'd be fighting over the Intercontinental Championship with some random tag. <laughs> He'd be wanting to put the United States Tag Team Championship that hasn't existed for 20 years on the list. So, <laughs> I was gonna say that this is a, a bit of a fu pat that we have no tag titles on here, Fuck not you, a Pat. single one. Fuck you, Pat. All right, so number one is the WWE Championship. Number two is the uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have some fun with this. Number one is the WWE Championship, currently held by Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre currently holds the most important championship in professional wrestling. Number two is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Evil. So Evil holds the number two most important championship in the world. Number three is the Intercontinental Championship, currently held by AJ Styles. Number four is the NXT Championship, currently held by Keith Lee. Number five is the NXT Women's Championship, held by Io Shirai. 40% of the top five is in NXT. Just wanted to put that out there. Like 40% of the top five. Number six is the All Japan Triple Crown, currently held by I have no fucking clue who. So Suwama. What Andrew said, Suwama. What did you say about my mother? I'm just kidding. Um, number seven is the Raw Women's Championship, currently held by Sasha Banks. Number eight is the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, also held by Evil. Number nine is the GHC Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Goshi Ozaki, correct? Correct. Good job. I'm so proud of you today, Greg. And number 10 is the Ring of Honor World Championship, currently held by, well, a lot of people call him Rush, but it's Roosh, is the current Ring of Honor Roosh. World Champion. Number 10 on this list. So there we go. Happy with the list? What'd you say? I said Rush is a Canadian band. Not a Rush. That's That's true. (laughs) That's true. The Canadian band now currently holds the Ring of Honor World Championship. Congratulations to said Canadian. So years ago, Patrick and I were going to a Ring of Honor show. I think it was Final Battle. It may not have been. And it was in Edison, New Jersey. And the band Europe, which, of course, performed the song Final Countdown, which was Daniel Bryan's theme song, Bryan Danielson's theme song in Ring of Honor, was in Edison, New Jersey, doing a concert the same exact night that Ring of Honor was there with Bryan Danielson. And it was all over social media. People thought they were going to be there. And the band actually had to put out a thing that basically said, no, we're not going to be there. And we don't know who any of these people are. So that was <laughs> a lot of fun that, that, that people had. Ring of Honor fans. thinking that Europe was going to perform Daniel Bryan's theme song at a Ring of Honor show. They are all now people who would have put the AEW World Championship in our top three. (laughs) There we go. Commercial break time. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. 
Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So it's being reported that WWE has an NXT takeover on the calendar for the month of October. Now, the date isn't known, but NXT UK takeover Dublin is currently slated for Sunday, October 25th. However, who knows what's going on with NXT UK or anything out there right now. So that could definitely change. And I mean, a takeover in October has to have us all thinking the same thing right now. I would have let Patrick go first here. He's not here. Miranda, takeover in October? Oh, it, it sounds really tempting. Uh, uh, um, I think it's it's probably still wishful thinking. Um, right. You know, I I, I just truly uh, I don't think the world is is quite ready for uh, you know a, a live performance of that caliber yet. And, and I don't know what kind of even liability and issues you know. Uh, uh, they would take on in order to put something like that. Now, granted, it could be how what they've been doing here in the United States and having I mean, there's a takeover arena in two and weeks, brought... so huh? There's a takeover. Yeah, in yeah, as, as, so. yeah. So I mean, I think that I, I just like you said, I don't know what the, quite the situation is with with uh, NXT UK um, and what resources and people they have there uh, available. But you know, I it's definitely possible, it's definitely feasible as far as empty arena um, if they keep it in, in, in that style. Um, but you know who who knows? I though I I would love to see it as long as everyone is in a safe, secure environment. Andrew, NXT Takeover. Let's say that's going to be in the United States of America in October. I mean, we just had Great American Bash. I know what you got to be thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, I I see the carrot. It's it's dangling. Yes, I would like a Halloween havoc. Okay, I got it. Thank you. Sheesh. I, that's what I think they're going to no. do. I honestly could see them doing now. Would it be on TV and not its own pay-per-view? Who knows? I think they would go network special with it. But that's what I think. I think you go take over Halloween Havoc and give the people what they want. Like, I need Batista yelling, give me what I want. Like, that's what I, I, I need that. <laughs> like, I've got Dave, it's me, Dave. And I love Dave, it's me, Dave. Dave, it's me, 
Dave. But I need to go get Dave Yell and give me what I want because because I've had that far too many times over the past month on this program. I want Halloween Havoc, and the only company that should really do it is NXT. No offense to AEW. I, I had a bunch of fun watching Great American Bash. I love the way they 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 did it with the decorations, and I would just love is bring back the stupid wheel. Like it's just so good. Like spin the wheel, make the deal. I mean, it's, yeah, come on, come on, Halloween Havoc. Just just give me Halloween Havoc. That's all I want is is Halloween. Havoc. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. At this point of the program, we would normally let everybody shill what they got going on. Patrick Goodout is not here to tell us what you can hear this week on Bandwagon Nerds. However, they did talk about DC Comics and their own little Comic-Con-like event that they're doing, and the nerds are all in. Of course, they're excited about trailers. They also covered four episodes of the Umbrella Academy for some crazy reason that I can't even explain. They also went in a little bit on the impact of streaming services, which I thought was really uh, a really good conversation. And Patrick O'Dowd took that as his choice platform to complain about the handling of the coronavirus. And it actually was a really good discussion between the three of them. So um, I was glad they got to do it. I was also glad that they didn't do it on my show. That is what you can hear on Bandwagon Nerds this week. Miranda, what can people, including myself, expect out of this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Yes, we are actually having an AEW-focused episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. We are going to be going over uh, the new women-focused community uh, that AEW announced last week, which is AEW Heels. And we're going to be uh, doing a short review of uh, the Deadly Draw Tag Team Tournament. We talked about that a few weeks ago, and now we're going to be catching everyone up on what's been going down. And let me just, I'm just going to spoiler alert right now, just, just to sell the program a little bit more. It ain't going to be pretty from this side of the podcast. That's all I'm going to say. Andrew, what you got going on? Shill some stuff. What do, Jesus Christ. All right. What I got going on is tomorrow, Pod is War, we'll be having Big Dave as the mediator since PC Tony's getting his Sid Vicious on for the next couple weeks. So he's going to be a little uh, preoccupado. Um, Let's see. I've also got. We've already talked about the five star Grand Prix, so that'll be coming. You'll be getting the the Noah show because it's double title. Great Muda in his normal KG Muto personas on it, but how how can I not cover that show? So th- there'll be a good amount of Japan uh, Japanese coverage. You know, Pod is War. Who knows what we're going to talk about because we haven't even discussed the topics yet. But I do find it a little bit on the ironically adorable side that. 
Miranda was able to say with a straight face that the the Miranda show is going to be all about AEW with how much she buried the AEW championship. I know. Product. I did. That's a little behind the curtain right Yo, there. That was great. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I can come on one podcast and talk shit and go on another podcast and state facts. That's the way I roll. You're going to have to mold Brian Myers' new gimmick that he debuted on Impact as he's the most professional wrestler. (laughs) You have to be the most professional podcaster. That's a shit. It's like like you've said, it's it's like you guys have said about other things. She's the most professional podcaster at thechairshot.com. Again, low bar. You really fucking right now. Yes, I can. Listen, two company, number two company, broken record, Demarco over there. (laughs) I just want to point something out with the job we did today. If the three of us were on a plane, guess what we would be? Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. That's what we would be. If you haven't done it yet, go back and listen or watch last week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show. Cause we had a blast talking about money plane. This God awful movie starring hedge, go back and watch it. Cause I think that Kelsey Grammer and, and Denise Richards and, and, and Thomas Jane would like you to forget they were ever in this movie. And I'd probably like to forget that I ever watched it, but it's, it's money plane money. Plane. All right. That is I just, going I just oh. the first 10 minutes was Miranda trying to figure out which Lawrence brother was, which that was fantastic. Yeah, right. Just, just, I would say the one with the what? bad haircut, but they all had a bad haircut, so that didn't matter. They all, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was so all much right. easier to, to tell them apart when they were all, you know. Younger. Yeah. Brotherly yes. love. Yes. 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 What, 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 are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? All right. Now that I got that out of my system, there's lots of things I got to get out of my system on this program. That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. Andrew, thank you for jumping in and joining us this week. No, this was fun, and it was it was nice to finally do something with the most professional podcaster on the Jerry uh, Can Andrew, you're just the greatest. Patrick is usually mean Giant to me, so this is really nice. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think she's that's used that. he's used to getting abused by Greg, so he, it's, it trickles down like the little brother effect. So <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of that. A lot of that goes on around here. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this edition of the Greg DeMarco show without Patrick O'Dowd, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Because you know damn well he can't stay away for too long. He's already too worried about his position on the program. So he will be back next week. Until then, for Miranda Morales, for Andrew Belaz, and of course Patrick O'Dowd, my name is Greg DeMarco, and I want to remind you to always use your head.